listening to the Citizens Church podcast. Citizens Church exists to saturate Bryan College Station, Texas with the good news and love of Jesus. To learn more about Citizens Church, visit us online at citizensbcs.com. Hey guys, Ben Rush here. If you were out on Sunday, we missed you. Usually you'd be listening to a message from me, somebody from our teaching team maybe, but we ran into some technical difficulties uh, on Sunday. And so instead of just like re-recording the entire message, I just want to share with you a couple of key insights and ideas as we root ourselves in the teachings of Jesus in our new series on the Sermon on the Mount. This year we started 22 with one simple question. What does it mean to become more like Jesus? Because now, maybe more than ever, we need to reestablish ourselves in the way of Jesus as Jesus describes, especially in a day when there are so many perspectives and opinions about who Jesus is, who he's not, what he's about, what he's not about. I mean, we, we love the Jesus who forgives the woman caught in adultery. Uh, he's the hero we can follow. But the Jesus who says, go and sin no more, uh, he's somehow toxic and oppressive, by the way. Uh, Jesus is on the same scene in both of (laughs) those uh, dialogues. When he's with the woman at the well, it says, go and sin no more. We we separate those two. With all of the noise, all of the perspectives, all of the opinions, where do we even begin? Uh, And so this is why we're spending the next several months studying the Sermon on the Mount, sort of Jesus's manifesto for life in the kingdom of God to understand what it means to follow Jesus on his terms. And so this week, our passage was Matthew 5, 5, blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Uh, And this is just one of those uh, doozies of a text because we have so many buzzwords to get past, like the word blessed. Uh, We've tried to unpack that over the last few weeks. There are so many uh, ways that this word's translated. It means honored or favored, lucky, some have translated it as, or, or happy. Uh, Some have even said it's like a form of greeting, like congratulations. Um, The second word we have to really spend some time on is the word meek. Jesus says, blessed are the meek, favored are the meek, lucky are the meek, congratulations to the meek. Uh, It's it's just not a word that we use very often. Uh, and And then last, we have to spend some time understanding why in the world inheriting the earth is as exciting as it actually is, rather than just throwing it away or relegating it to a Hobby Lobby mug. Uh, But before all that, I just want to take a couple of minutes uh, to keep reminding ourselves of what we're looking at here and what we mean when we refer to the Beatitudes. Uh, These are just the first uh, several verses in the book of Matthew chapter 5. Okay, so the word Beatitude, uh, it does not mean... Uh, quote, be like this attitude. That is just a play on words in the English language. Uh, These are not characteristics to copy. Uh, Jesus is beginning his Sermon on the Mount with an announcement. N.T. Wright, a famous quote, says, the gospel's good news, not good advice. He's showing up with good news. It's not a list of advice. It's not a characteristics that we are supposed to copy. Many look at the Beatitudes as a checklist to earn God's blessing. That is not what they are. If we turn this into a checklist, we just completely miss Jesus in the message, his own message. The word beatitude, uh, that section heading above verse three, it's really just that. It's a section heading. 
It's called a pericope. And the word beatitude is simply just a transliteration of the Latin word beatitudo, which means supreme happiness or the blessed condition. So when you see the word beatitude, that does not mean be like this attitude. It literally means the blessed condition. Jesus isn't telling his listeners to become poor in spirit. Doesn't sound exciting. Or to be people who go around mourning all the time. It's not what he's saying. Or to become meek people, even though that's great. That's not what he's saying. Jesus is announcing good news to people who find themselves in this condition. And so with that in mind, like what in the heck does the word meek mean? Uh, Meek's been translated three different ways just in Matthew's gospel. Gentle, humble, and here meek. So what does it mean? Some have translated this to mean power under restraint or people who are only angry at the right time. The problem with the power under restraint definition is that Jesus was speaking to people in Matthew 5 who were living under the rule of the Roman Empire. They have no power. So what would telling them to have restraint with their power have anything to do with anything? It wouldn't because they had no power. They were peasant farmers who paid upwards of 70 to 90% of their income to Roman tax. So Jesus isn't saying blessed are those with power under restraint because they would have just been like, what are you talking about? Of course, you know, power under restraint is a good thing. That's just not what Jesus is saying. Being meek is a great quality. That's not what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is announcing good news to the oppressed, the underdogs, the forgotten, the outcasts of humanity. And he is giving those people God's blessing, God's favor, God's honor. Frederick Del Bruner, love this quote, says, first and literally, the Beatitudes are Jesus' surprisingly countercultural God bless yous to people in God-awful situations. So the meek are just, they're the empty, less thans, the failures, the broken. Jesus shows up and he says, congratulations to the meek. Honored are the destitute, the oppressed, the victims, because you are going to inherit the earth And this is crazy surprising. Jesus is redefining for us who is actually blessed. All right, now the third thing to notice is that Jesus is blessing the meek with the earth, which seems weird, but was a massive deal to Jesus's listeners. Land was status, land was security, land was currency. For many of us, if you inherited land and you didn't have the resources to actually enjoy it, you were just like, I'm going to sell this thing and take the cash and like go have fun. But to the listeners of Jesus, the promise of land or inheriting the earth meant something larger. Uh, Not just because of the circumstances that they were living in with the Roman occupation, which would have actually meant something to them. Jesus was actually trying to tie together a narrative about land that stretches uh, from the early chapters of Genesis and and Genesis uh, uh, all the way through Genesis 12. And then God's calling Abram. He promises that he will be given land. Uh, Then in Genesis 28, Jacob has this famous stairway to heaven. Uh, dream when God doubles down on his promise of inherited land. And then you go to Numbers 13 and 14 when when God promises that Caleb and Joshua will inherit the land. And And then this ties all the way to Psalm 37, where David writes almost the exact same words that Jesus uses in Matthew 5. David writes this in Psalm 37, 11, blessed are the meek for they will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. Okay, so land was a big deal. Uh, It continues to be not just 
for the value it has in terms of economy, but what it means for the presence of God as we look forward to the day in Revelation 21 that that talks about when heaven and earth or the land will be made new, they'll be together as one where God will live among us, land and heaven, earth and heaven connected, uh, just as they were in the garden in Genesis 1. So Jesus shows up, says the shockingly upside-down, profound, bold statement to the meek, to those who are looked down upon, the forgotten, the ignored, those with no real hope of a future, with no family to give them an inheritance. He says, congratulations, I'm giving you the earth as your inheritance. And this would have been great news to the listeners. And in our pursuit to become like Jesus in 2022, this verse matters for a few reasons. One, it's good news to the powerless, the looked over, the insignificant, and the disregarded. And that should be good news to, to those people, but also for us who are trying to be like Jesus and love the less than, the looked over, the insignificant, those without a voice. Number two, this is good news for those who are addicted to success in the treadmill to nowhere. I love uh, this quote by Frederick Del Bruner. He says, zealots of all types have never liked this kind of blessing of the week. For example, both social and capital enterprises and their toadies, the success and assertiveness seminars are far from praising the unaggressive, the timid, or those who do not claim all they can get. It is the aggressive, not the meek, who inherit the earth. It is those who push who in the favorite word in literature struggle, who get their piece of land. Thus, for a third time in three Beatitudes, it appears that Jesus simply picks up the pieces, first to the dependent poor, then to the grief-stricken, and now to the unaggressive. Jesus gives everything, God's kingdom, God's comfort, and now God's green earth. Yet everyone else knows that it is the physically and spiritually self-confident the positive and the possibility thinkers and the dynamically assertive who really get things and who get things done on earth. The meek may inherit heaven, but the entrepreneur and the revolutionary will give the meek heaven, but not earth. Yet Jesus gives them earth. It's good news for those addicted to success and the treadmill to nowhere. Number three, this is good news for those trapped in the death grip of comparison, our first instinct as humans is to compare and compete for a sense of identity when we're meeting someone new, when we're in a new setting. But in the kingdom of God, the first will be last and the last will be first. Our scale of value doesn't matter much who the tallest is or the strongest or the smartest, or the best looking, or the most successful, the most intelligent, or wealthy, or lovable, or ethical, or creative, or whatever. Our value system to compare ourselves to others or to achieve, to feel better about ourselves is absolutely opposite of the way of Jesus, this death grip of comparison, making ourselves feel better by putting other people down. And finally, this is good news for everyone that God sees you, God loves you, no matter how insignificant you might be in reality or feel, you aren't insignificant to Jesus. And so uh, if you find yourself on the outside looking in, Jesus says you're blessed. If you happen to find yourself in meek circumstances, 
congratulations. God is with you. Jesus is announcing that those who are weak or ignored, those without any inheritance, honored are you. You are blessed. So that's 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 just a quick summary of Matthew 5, verse 5. I wanted you to know why it was important. And it's super important that we continue to remind ourselves what Jesus is all about and what life in the kingdom is all about. And that's why we're spending this these next few months in the Sermon on the Mount. And so I just want to leave you with a few thoughts today. Today is a good day to surrender and a great day to confess uh, our brokenness and take a step towards becoming more like Jesus. I just want to encourage you wherever uh, you might be right now to just take a moment, look into your heart and invite the spirit of God to speak to you. Do you feel powerless right now or insignificant? Just ask God to speak truth to you right now, wherever you are. If you're addicted to success, how does this announcement that Jesus makes impact that mindset? And maybe last, uh, think about this. Do you compare yourself to others? Do you put others down to make yourself feel better? If you would just take some time to confess that to Jesus, maybe even confess it to someone in your community. I want to remind ourselves of the Jesus who announces, blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Remind yourself of that today. I'm so thankful that you took the time to listen to this message summary. If you would pray for citizens this week, if you're a part of the church, if you're outside of the Bryan College Station area, we are hosting our first Wednesday worship and prayer gathering. We do every uh, first Wednesday at the Ice House on Main. 7 o'clock Wednesday, uh, we would love to see you there. But more importantly, would you pray that God would show up in, in a big way in people's lives as we gather our communities together to see God's face and to lift him high. Citizens, we love you, and we will see you soon. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us today for the message. We hope it was encouraging to you. To learn more about Citizens Church, including gathering times and locations, or to get financial support, please visit citizensbcs.com. And again, thanks for listening to the Citizens Church Podcast.